spends eight hours a day training to be the finest racer in all of Italy. But Woody has a problem. He's not in Italy. He's in the soul of Detroit. Papa! Ciao, Papa! And he's not Enrico Giamonde. I should have hit him when I had the chance. He'd be dead now. Oh, grazie, Santa Santa Maria. He's Woody Woodruff. He was as normal as pumpkin pie. And now look at him. But Woody's not crazy. He's never tired. He's never miserable. He's on the road to adulthood. When I was young, I was tired and miserable. You are numero uno, King Papa. And he's decided to take a little detour. To the soul of Detroit. That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified in there. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? Did you miss me? Always. I thought so. That's an unfamiliar voice. Did, did those of you listening this week who didn't listen last week miss me? That's what I want to know. I don't know. All I know is that you were off last week, but you called in and left us a message saying we sucked. That wasn't me. I confess, I didn't listen to you last week at all. There's there's a man of of discriminating tastes and and discerning distinction. That's, of course, Woody Woodruff from Fox 2, who's joining us here on The Soul of Detroit with the the recovering from some sort of plague, Mark (laughs) Fellhauer. And uh, and Sean Windsor, who is uh, his head's just coming down from being in the big chair. He was walking around Ann Arbor, I guess, telling people, you know, like, uh, don't make eye contact with me, and uh, this coffee's not hot enough. And then they'd heat it up for me and say, this coffee's too hot. And then he'd say, I don't think the foam is quite high enough on there. I like kind of a meringue if you got that here. And of course, it's Ann Arbor, so they all do have that kind of coffee. Are you finished? God, that was a long way. It, for it was. I wasn't. You, I got you after one word. special. He did. I, I have one word for you. Projection, baby. Okay. What about that's, what about that's two words. That's two words. <laughs> what about can't projection? I, you know. Now let me just say this, Sean. You're you you're assuming you. I would act like you would if the reverse were true. You want everyone to to come together and hear you attack me. I guess we will need that world. No, everyone but you try and get the world you want. Is that what it takes? An apocalypse for Sean Windsor to be happy? Where was I a week ago? As you say, you were happy Saturday a week night. ago. A week ago, Saturday night. Uh, you were you were not in the studio with yeah. me at Fox Two. I don't I know where you, you were, that. but I was at Mike Elric's. Uh, excuse me, ML. Uh-huh. I think that was two weeks ago. But okay, whenever I was in his backyard. Oh, you see, now you're bringing up something that I am upset about because I missed the yardie, and I'm we just I'm, come down from his bed. We just come down from his bedroom, and we were sitting there having a post, <laughs> a post, uh, you know, whatever beverage. Well, I don't remember having that. a nice moment. And now listen to him. He's acting like we don't know each other. Well, I do remember Sean uh, last week, because I did listen to the show. Um, somebody had to. And uh, and I noticed <laughs> that he mentioned that he brought over some Shiner Bach. But he neglected to mention that there are only five beers in the six-pack. So I think what really <laughs> happened is Sean brought some beer for himself, left it behind. Now, here's what happened. I, 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 I put the six-pack in his convertible, right? Yes. What kind of convertible is that, it's by the an way? Old one, nineteen sixty-two Pontiac Tempest. And it's, yeah. and it's, it's uh, white. I, I'm not going to say what color it is because he'll say I can't say that next week. It's, it's white. <laughs> <laughs> it has a red interior. I yes, it does. Right. yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I thought, very, oh, this would be I'm a nice. With that, this uh, would be a nice place computer. to leave it when everybody goes. Maybe later in the night, the next morning, he'll see it. It's a nice little surprise, right? 
And I went and surveyed all the beers there, and I thought, okay, whatever. I'm going to go back, and he won't mind if he gives me now one of his Shiner Box. I just didn't ask for permission. I'm sorry. You forgive me? So I, I think after all that fall draw, what we found out is Sean brought a five-beer six-pack. Beer snob. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the kind of guest we're talking about. He's one beer short of a six-pack. It's, it's an apt euphemism. Anybody else leave beer in your car? You know what? I think I remember uh, one year you had to bring the worst beer you could get. Yeah, well, that's how it used to be back when yeah. he was a little... No, back it's, when it's he was, supposed to be the... I think uh, I still the, have a can of Pilsner. Oh God! We should have <laughs> with, with the crazy uh, label and all that. Yeah. Just one can. It's been in the fridge for like I think three years. No, that was aging a, it. Yeah, the, the, Mark, the, you haven't been there, right? But Woody knows this. I've it been used, there. It used okay mm-hmm. for that party. It's, it's for that not party, like whiskey, yeah. Woody. The it used to be a party. It used to be a party that we would pretend. Hey, let's come. Let's bring beer that quote sucks, and uh-huh. we'll, we'll be cool. Right. You know what I mean? I do know exactly. Anti-establishment, what whatever. Anti-brewery. Local brewery. You mentioned uh, collections of uh, spirits and things like that. You know what? I have, okay, at my house, it's in a 1971 Indianapolis 500 decanter. I believe it's Jim Beam. Oh, Oh, wow. Now, my question is, is it still good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I f- is the beam hey, in there still good? There's only one way to find out. I understand, <laughs> and you know what? Maybe this is the group that should sample it. But, <laughs> I would have uh, no problem sampling. You know, it. I'll have to. I'll have to crack the uh, the seal on that. I I don't want to mess it up for the collectability of it. Does that have AJ Foyt's picture on the cover? Or? It has his car. Oh, it does. And, yes, it has his car, and it's uh, raised. It's really nice uh, yeah. decanter, but uh, the beverage inside scares me a little bit. Well, I think as long as it hasn't been sitting in the sun, it should be okay. Uh, it's been in a cool, dry place, like a book. Oh yeah, you know, but still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to consult our man uh, Eric McGee at, at uh, Eric Olson yeah, let, at let Thomas McGee. Let me know what McGee. you find out. Let yeah, me know I'll what you ask find him. out. Yeah, he he may be listening, so we'll have to check. Tom, right. uh, Eric, if you if you're listening, send us a text. Thomas McGee's Sporting House and Whiskey Bar. That's our that's our our go to. Uh, expert on all distilled and decanted beverages, mm. but uh, our expert on the on on a uh, very strange obsession. So, if you know Woody from Fox Two, you know he's he's a man about town. You know he's a man who knows his stuff. But some of the stuff he knows you don't know unless you've been watching. And this is a guy who went to the U in the in the in the crazy days, who's seen a few things. But these days, his obsession is of all things. The Tour de France. How did this happen? This is look. You I know, know you look great in the biker shorts. Yeah, that's that's an that's an added benefit for okay. the ladies. Okay. I mean, I do get <laughs> I do get that all the time. Like Woody, when are you going to put on the shorts again? Oh, the, don't worry about le- it. The leather crotch. That's yeah, always uh... actually it's padded under there. Oh, it's padded. A, lot, a lot of okay. foam, a lot of gel under there because okay. the seat you're sitting on is very hard, very I, yeah, very I've seen slim. Those. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my obsession with the tour um, really comes out of trying to bridge the gap at work, okay? Because uh, when the Red Wings season ends and the Pistons season ends, it's usually just Tiger baseball. And when you get into some of the days that we've had with Tiger baseball, the dog days start earlier and earlier. Uh, so I needed something else to bridge the gap between those, the ending of those two sports and the start of Lions training camp. And three weeks of the Tour de France fits the bill magnificently um now it started out as 
you know, I can, I'll do this and uh, just, you know, let it go because I was a big Lance Armstrong fan. And, you know, you couldn't right. tell me anything different. Like <laughs> people would say he was dope. And no way I'd defend him to the end until he finally, you know, came through. And then until I was, he was like dope. heartbroken uh, about, uh, you know, what he had done and how uh, he had been lying the whole time. But uh, it has not dulled my love for the sport. I look at it as something that everybody can do. Everybody can ride a bike, so you know it doesn't matter. You notice in my clips, I'm not on a racing bike; I'm on a mountain bike. Okay, I make it look, you right. know, cheesy just to say, "Hey, look," you know, because I could, I could jazz it up a little bit. I mean, you put me in the full suit and, you know, out on the road. <laughs> the I, yellow, I've, the Mayo Joe, Mayo Jean, exactly. Uh, you got to work on your French here, uh, uh, ML. <laughs> I learned ooh, it in France. Ooh, that's yeah. <laughs> let me, let me, let me get back to those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I could I could doll it all up and, and dress it up like that, and maybe one day I will. Uh, but I, first, I have to find maybe a bike. You know, I mean, I'm gonna have to, I might have to get that underwritten somewhere because and, I don't and have get that the basket off the front of it. Yeah, it just yeah, looks or the or the little dog bell. That, yeah, you know, ding ding dingling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I may have to get that off of there. But uh, in the meantime, um, it's a it's a cool deal. It's international. I mean, if you like soccer, you know, if you like British Open, I don't see why you wouldn't like Tour de France. I mean, you know. You may not know some of the guys in there, but then again, I don't know some of the guys in the British Open. What so, kind of bike do you have? <laughs> what kind of bike do I have? Okay. The uh, one that you see me ride is a Cannondale. It's a, uh, a mountain bike, and I got it in a raffle. Oh, in a nice. Bud, in a Bud Light raffle. You'll notice the bike has Bud Light uh, okay. graphics Bonus. on it, yeah. and it's red, white, and blue. I got it in a raffle. Perfect for uh, take it off any sweet jumps. Exactly. No, I can take it off of sweet jumps. That is correct, uh, 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 Napoleon. Uh, I can take it off of sweet jumps, and I have done that before. So, dang, uh, you got shocks? No, no shocks. Oh, no shocks. Oh, we just uh, we bummer. just let it go like that. Now, but, uh, uh, did it take you a while to understand what the hell is going on? Okay. Because I think most people watch a race and they just say, uh, "Here's a start. Here's an end. Whoever's the fastest wins." Okay. But cycling here's, is just so weird. Cycling cycling is based on time. Okay, yeah. that's how it goes. So if you're in the lead, you are you know setting the pace as far as time goes. You'll notice that on some of the stages, you'll see like ten guys break away and you know head the attack. Off. Those guys are probably an hour behind the leader, so you can afford to let those guys go 20 minutes down the road. You know what I mean? If they pick up 20 minutes, fine. They're still 40 minutes behind you. There's no way that they're going to you know, win unless something happens to you, like if you have a, a broken bicycle or you yeah. fall off the side of a mountain or you know those kinds of things. That's when you start to lose time, but the... The race is actually four races in one, okay? You race for the yellow jersey, which is the overall race. You race for the green jersey, which goes to sprinters because there are sprint points on every stage where if you reach that point first, you'll get points and then you can wear the green jersey. Same is true with the polka dot mountain King of the Mountains jersey. Yeah, that's a Lance Armstrong. If he you're up in the point. mountains, if you're up in the <laughs> mountains and you're the first one past these checkpoints, you get points for that too. So if you're really good, like Lance and like Tade Pagacha, the current champion is, he's collecting all of these jerseys. He's but, you know because he's did making, it take you a while to understand that first. or understand like what a peloton is and how well they race. you know what it it does take a little bit I mean because if you just jump right in you don't know you yeah. know what a peloton you're is you're just looking or, for accidents or you watch. don't right yeah. you're looking for it's like NASCAR yeah you know, you're watching, you're looking for crashes I mean but as you go along you find out what an echelon is you know what I mean you find what out, is an echelon an echelon is when <laughs> is when the wind blows at you 
from across the road instead of behind you. Or, oh. So if you if the wind is blowing at you from across the road, it becomes a diagonal line as each rider stays behind the other guy to block some of that wind. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Right. And what so is that, a Peloton other than something people bought? A Peloton is a fancy name for the main field of bike group, riders. Yeah. Like the pack. Like the pack. Okay. okay. There's there's other names as well, like the Gruppetto. Ooh. Now, the Gruppetto is for the group that is way Pinocchio's off the back. dad. Those guys who are just hanging on. Because in the tour, you may not know this, there is a time limit. You have to finish within a certain amount of time of that stage's winner or else you cannot really? start the next day. Oh. So they're in the Gruppetto in the back. It's like time down to the second for these guys where they can just coast through, do the minimum amount of work, and be able to start the next day. Okay. Like right. a guy like Mark Cavendish, who is now um, tied with uh, legendary Belgium rider Eddie Merckx for 34 career stage wins. He was going for 35 in the final stage on Sunday, did not make it. But um, he will sit back in the Gruppetto on the mountain stages because, of course, he's not a climber. He's a sprinter. So he can finish within the time and then go to the next day and start. So confusing. And it's a team sport, but individuals win, right? It is a team sport, and individuals do win, but individuals don't win without help from the team. Right. And usually what happens is you can have one guy out there riding his head off, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. But he needs teammates to help set a pace for him, or else he's just going to burn himself out. You know, now, well, don't they have like a daily lineup too? Aren't you allowed like nine riders, but there's more on the team that they swap in and out? Or am I totally wrong on that? You cannot swap anybody oh, in or out. No, no. Oh, you, okay. the, the eight riders that you start with, it used to be nine. Now it's eight. The eight riders you start with are the eight riders you finish. In fact, Team Yumbo Visma uh, from France, uh, <laughs> they finished with only four guys. Really? Because. Why do they decide who gets to win? Or other guys crashed out. How do now, they decide who gets to win out of that each, team? That's not each very team, fair. Each team has their own like lead guy. Okay? Like, let's take it back to the Lance Armstrong days. Okay? He was the lead guy for U.S. Postal. Yeah. Okay? Now, he had seven other guys around him working as, like, domestiques, which would be, like, to set pace and to, you know, Provide chase blood. Down. Yeah. <laughs> Provide blood. <laughs> yes, you can do all Spare that. Spare testicles. Yeah, if you, if you needed one. Um, if you blow a tire. But as the, as, the, as the team leader, okay, the guys on the team are working to help you out. Now, if all of a sudden your team leader goes down, well, then your tactics change and you can either support uh -huh. another guy or maybe if you feel strong enough, now the whole thing is about winning stages because maybe you're too far behind to win the overall you know, setting. That, so there's races within races. So, so if we had a team here, yes. or they may call it a Giro, Yes. Right? Okay, good. Uh, show, okay. Show off. So, um, not French, but, um, and, and Sean is our lead rider. Right. And you're the mountain guy. So, okay. you, you win a stage in the mountain. Does Sean get the points or does the team get the points? And Mark obviously would be the sprinter, being, you know, no, sort no, of no, like no, 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 no. What would happen is if I'm the mountain climber and, I, and I'm in the mountains and I pass the checkpoints in the mountains before Sean does, I get the points. Okay. But the team, can the team, team win? The team wins by having, jersey holders on the team that's right. that's their okay you know claim to fame it's not like there used to be team competitions where uh you know how many stages you won as a team yeah then you know you'd be high in the team competition i, I love how passionate so, you are about this but so it's not like it's not <laughs> it's like a relay where the four of us if we if we all do our part the team wins it's if there's four of us in the tour de france and france and we win you win 
Or no, Sean would win because he'd be our leader. Well, I would never be the leader. Well, that's if <laughs> if if Sean. This is, this is a Sean, theater of the mind. If Sean was the leader, okay, then we would expect Sean to be maybe near the top of the general classification. Okay, so he we would expect him to be if he was one of the leaders of our team, we'd expect him to be like maybe two, three minutes, maybe even twenty seconds behind the race leader because he's that good. So right? now okay. we would all we would all support Sean in riding, okay. and, you know, by providing drinks and stuff on the road that you get from people, you know, and all that kind of stuff. There's there's all kinds of stations on the road where, you know, your team is there to help you. I mean, okay. these guys, they ride in a big bus. I'll drive the car. From spot to spot <laughs> on tiny French roads. So it's, you know, like it's a caravan. I'll provide and the it food. Goes, and it goes right through the whole uh, country for three weeks. It's here's, beautiful. Here's so it's like, it's like if the, if the Packers win the Super Bowl, only Aaron Rodgers is the champion. If the Packers, you're right. If the Packers win the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers is the guy who's uh, holding the trophy. Okay. okay. That would that would be that would be it. Now you've wow. been to France, right, to watch? Correct. I've been to France a couple of times. Uh, I've been to uh, uh, a town called Blagnac, which is down near the Spanish, Spanish the border with Spain. I was going to okay. say, um, and it's over near. That must be the Alps, uh, near the right? Pyrenees. Oh, Pyrenees. So, Pyrenees are down near Spain. The Alps are over near Italy. I, this is what I don't get about it because you know you go to you go to a NASCAR IndyCar event and the cars keep going by on a bicycle race. They go by once. They go by once. Exactly. So is it a party? Right. Is that what you're there for? Is it a party, or do you this see is, them go by once and that's that's the end of the day? This is why I recommend it if you're going to go to a, see a stage of the Tour de France, go to a start town. Because when the tour comes into the start town, it comes in like a big carnival. It has oh, rides. Yeah. It has events. They really? put up like huh. pop-up towns almost. And, you know, all the riders have to sign in to a book to start the stage. Now, the book used to be you write your name, but now it's electronic where you go up and you press your, your face and it comes up on the board. And all the people can see this. And so you're cheering your, you know, your riders as they come up. They wave. You know, the whole thing like that. Um, if you're... On the side of the road watching a mountain stage, that's a lot more difficult because, A, you've had to start early in the morning to get out to the mountain you've had okay, to from wherever you are. Yeah. You have to go up to whatever spot you want to be on on the mountain. Then they close the roads okay, because you can't have traffic going up the mountain. Then you're on your own that sounds awful. for the whole day. So that's why you can't really find a camper or any kind of uh, you know recreational vehicle in France during that time, they're all rented out, huh. all of them. Well, I mean, it's a huge, and it is kind of it is kind of nuts to see all these fans around this road as right this, on know. a on a tight road on the yeah. side of a mountain going up, and you know you've seen it where you know they're so close to you, yeah. you know you're getting hit and slapped and the whole thing, and you know. But, but that leads to the biggest story that happened this year in the Tour de France is the lady with the cardboard sign that stage said, "Hi, one. Grandma." Who, oh, one. I didn't even know that was that stage was one. Stage number one. And there's some people out there that feel like it was a piece of cardboard. Why did they, why did it take everybody out? Well, Would you like to respond to those people? Some people who. Or maybe upstairs right now, yeah, I laughing can, at that person that I, fell. I can respond to that. Um, <laughs> one thing is is that when you're riding in the peloton, okay, you're not really looking ahead of you, okay. You're looking more down because to ride in a group, okay, like that is difficult. You know, a touch of wheels uh, with the guy in yeah. front of you or anything like that. You know, you might lean over a little bit and you know touch another guy. He might you know hold you up like an easy guy. You know that kind of thing, but. Uh, it's difficult to ride in a group. So when all of a sudden something comes out of nowhere, okay, and, and you run into it and it turns your wheel, you go down, the guy behind you goes down, 
it's a domino effect because the guys in the back of the peloton definitely cannot see what happened up here. So all of a sudden you hear brakes squeaking and so it's like, you know, 35 miles an hour. Has that happened? Has that happened other times? Like that lady who took him out with that cardboard sign? There have been other times where fans have been the cause of crashes. We've seen, uh, that's kind of unique. And we've seen, um, let's see for lack of a better term, the, the straps, from a camera or a oh, yeah. flag, oh. we've seen those get wrapped around handlebars because guys are coming around yeah. curves and people are standing there with their flags over it. <laughs> you get caught up in the handlebar, down you go. Oh, oh, uh, man. You know, so it, it can be dangerous. Uh, but, you know, as a fan, just keep your distance. I tell people all the time, stay off the road. Yeah. Okay, that's the whole thing. Stay. Well, you don't want to be that idiot that now all of France is looking for, and they want to. Press well, they found charge. they I found know. that lady. Yeah, and uh, they did arrest her, and she is drop on charges. trial. The tour dropped charges, yes. but I yes. think Incredible. that yeah. the town, uh, which was uh, Linden, throw the book at her, Lindemere or something like that, yeah. they still press charges about trespass and and things like that, even though it's a wide open road, but you oh, can't man. be on it. With that access to the to the athletes, do you ever see someone try and sabotage uh, a rival team, like putting a baguette through the spokes or something? No, but there have been idiots who have thrown tacks a day on old, the road. A day-old baguette. Who've thrown tacks across the road, and you see riders with flat tires, you know, out of nowhere, like, you know, because there's tacks on That's the like road. It's like speed racer shit. It is. It's stupid. Okay, but again, some people try to do that. You know, it's uh, well the whole. It, it could be it could be anybody, like a guy who doesn't want the tour coming through his town. Oh, so he throws tax on the road. The local you know sorehead, I mean? the, right? The local, the local idiot. It's kinda, you know what I mean? Wow. It's an element of danger because those towns they lobby for the for the stages. You know, I mean, it's not. So the like, route changes every year. The route changes every year, except for a few you know iconic spots. Like yeah. they'll always go to the Alps. Yeah. They'll always go to the Pyrenees. They'll always finish in Paris. But I think next year, the Grand Depart is in Copenhagen, where oh. this year it was in uh, Brest, which is on the other side of the, of the country in Brittany. That's uh, Drew Lane is a Brest man. so I Oh, I, I can totally understand how, <laughs> big fan of how that would be uh, in, he would be involved in that. Yes, big, big fan of <laughs> So you're, you were a big fan of Lance Armstrong. Yes. Not anymore? Yes. Um, that, that soured you on him? I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed with Lance. Have you ever met him? I never, never met never the interviewed guy. Him and you know what? If I meet the guy, I think my disappointment would shine through. Um, you know, I mean, that was years of lying. Yeah. You know, I mean, come and on. And he wrecked some people who tried and, to And he come wrecked forward. some people who yeah. tried to come forward. The Andreus, uh yeah. specifically. Yeah, uh, yeah Frankie and, uh, and Betsy. Specifically, Betsy is still pissed about all that. She should be. And, and rightly so. Uh, so, but, um, but do you think he helped the sport or did he damage it? I, I have to think he damaged it. But he raised so much awareness as to what was going on. It's the weird thing about Livestrong, too. It raised so much awareness. Yeah, but I, I think he also raised an, awareness of how rigged the sport could be. I mean, going back was, to Greg LeMond, I don't think you heard those sorts of things. And then after that. After that, it was like a, a culture the that, transfusions that made its way and, in. And, you know, yeah. guys were bringing, like, you know, full closets of blood to yeah. switch oxygen out. Rich and blood, oxygenated yeah. blood and all kinds of stuff. Now, now, like, now you have oh, hidden motors. Don't, and, don't they have hidden motors, some of them? I they've been busted. You know what, Mark? Last year, I didn't see it done this year, but last year there were uh, officials with uh, heat sensors uh, riding past the Peloton, <laughs> shooting the heat sensors down at the bikes to see if there was extra wattage coming out, uh, you know, from from the bikes. Because now there are, you know, bicycles with motors in them. 
So yeah, you, you don't want to get caught uh, doing any of this. You you want to be clean doing it. But again, with Lance and those guys, I mean, it was just a, a culture of you know everybody's doing it. So I, I've always wondered if I have what it takes to be a champion. And when no. I heard about nightly transfusions, I thought I don't have that. I me. don't. I don't have that either. But maybe I mean, you get to a point where you you do so many things to get to that point, and somebody says, "Now you got to do transfusions." You're like, "Well, shit, I've already done these other ten things, so I may as well." Swap out my blood. Maybe at that point, you know, it, that's what the thinking was. But I don't see how I could never do that. Did you, I mean, I could never sit there. Okay, I got to, you know, switch out my blood with, you know. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> Did you ever see um, the ESPN 30 for 30 slaying the Badger, I think it was, about Greg LeMond? Greg and, LeMond and uh, Bernardino. Okay, there you go. so you saw that. Mm -hmm. It's just really interesting to me because one of the first things in, in addressing the whole Lance Armstrong thing is Greg LeMond said his mom came to him and said, how do we help our son not be an asshole? Like, so he was like, well, that's kind <laughs> wow. of a weird thing. And he knew right away that they mm -hmm. were doping, but chose not to say anything. Are you surprised at that? Cause I would think he would at least behind the scenes, maybe raise the, the flag. Like, look, this maybe, is maybe that flag was raised behind the scenes. I mean, I don't know. And they I mean, chose to ignore kind of like steroids in baseball. Exactly. Maybe oh. everybody's choosing to turn a blind eye because everybody's doing it. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. That's really interesting. Do you think are, are other people doping, other teams doping, right, back in, then? In cycling? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there, were, there were plenty. So and he was the best doper and the fastest doper. Maybe. That, but, you know, it's like, okay, was Barry Bonds the best home run hitter on steroids, or was it Sammy Sosa, or was it McGuire? He'd be a Hall of Famer if he didn't take roids. True. And you know what? Lance I, Armstrong would probably be, you know, the most iconic cyclist exactly. ever. If, he, if didn't, he didn't take drugs. Yeah. When he was on but the, then again, would he have won? As long as no one else was taking drugs, right? As long as the playing field was level. You're exactly. absolutely right, Sean. I, in a weird way, I understand why I did. I just, he was such an asshole to everybody else. Now, that, that's the problem. The, the arrogance of yes. Lance is something that was on display later in his career because when he got out of cycling, okay, and all of these things were still just whispers and rumors, you didn't have any concrete proof. When he came back into cycling, that reopened the yeah. window for the statute of limitations. Oh. So now they could go back and check all this stuff. <laughs> Had he not come back, he probably would never would really would still have all the jerseys on his uh, wall because the talk would be there, but there would be no actual physical, you know, proof huh. of it. He was still great in dodgeball. I got to give him that. <laughs> it was an all-time great cameo. It was, it was, it was definitely top ten. It was. It was. That, that ESPN documentary on him is once again watching. It's just like, yeah, this. I just don't like this guy. Aside from all the doping, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, the, the personality comes in. Okay, you know, you, the guy's an idiot. The yeah. guy's an asshole. Whatever you want to call him, but he was one of the best bike riders that you know this country has had. Now, this country is producing a few more. Quality riders. I mean, we saw four in the tour this year. Um, uh, Brandon McNulty. No one uh, knows though. That's hang the on. problem. Why can't they? Uh... You're gonna you're gonna start to know a few guys. Okay. Number one, Sepp Koos. Okay, this kid is from Durango, Colorado. He uh, uh, he won uh, stage fifteen at the tour this year. The first American rider to win a stage in ten years. Wow. So. There are there are guys who are making that leap. Is there I mean, a big American race? Yeah, the, the tour of Utah, the tour of California, the tour. Uh, I mean, there there I've never are heard tours. of any of those. There are tours here in the U.S. They're usually last for a week. Uh, you know, it's usually a five day thing. 
But a grand tour, like the Tour de France or the Giro d'Italia or uh, something like that. Those why don't are we have one of those races. here? Why don't we have a month-long race here? You know what? I don't know why. I really don't know why. I think it's, because the Tour de France is the Super Bowl of cycling. So how can you get bigger than that? You know, it could be the AFC Championship of cycling. Well, I mean, uh, you could you could see it's some like of these. It would, it would help. You the could sport. see There'd some be of these lower races. I mean, that's where I first saw Sepp Kuss yeah. in, the, in the Tour of California. So, I love that you've been to all these. That's great. It's, I haven't been there. I just or, watched. Okay, you know, or watch. I, I, I love I how involved it. you are in it. It's not just that though, Woody. Right? It's it's who likes racing over there, and the difference over here. It's a little bit yes. like soccer used to be. Totally. So, so soccer was beloved here first by what a lot of working class folks would say elitists. Mm-hmm. Cycling over there, as far as I know, my neighbor who loves the Tour de France is from the Netherlands, and he explained to me a long time ago it was the working man sport in Europe. Every, everybody loves it. Exactly. In and it's, everybody. And here, if you like cycling, especially before Lance Armstrong, you were seen as kind of an elitist, a progressive, whatever, right? Almost like uh, in the in the film that you guys showed on the way in here, Breaking, Breaking away, away, where it was that type of, you know, oh, you got your nose in the air. You exactly. You Mr. Italiano, you know, this, no, I mean... It's it's hardcore if you really want to get into it. Or right. you were like my brother, who was kind of a dude who always went his own way. You know, the thing right. about cycling is, if you just want to get out there on a the bike, it's almost like runners, where you, you or just skateboarders, go or you know, something like that, where it, it's a niche thing, but you know, it's very specialized, and there can be you know a lot of love for your niche sport. Well, yeah. uh, you know, whether it be skateboarding, cycling, soccer. Uh, you know, golf. I mean, whatever. Yeah, when I was playing baseball, he would show up at the games after a ride, and back this was the '80s, so he had like this long feathered hair, uh-huh. probably the, a painter's cap on. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the crazy jersey, the black biker shorts uh-huh. with the the leather crotch pad. Yep. And you know, we all wore metal spikes then, so you could hear us walking around on the dugout. But every once in a while, you'd hear like a clip clop, and like, what the hell is that? It's like, oh, Elric's brother's here. He had the wooden shoes that would click into yeah, the pegs. Yeah, you got to clip in, <laughs> clip into the pegs, so exactly. Like, scrape, 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 clip clop. It's, oh, hey, my brother's here. What's going on, man? <laughs> just went for a 50-mile ride. How's it going? <laughs> Look, I, you know what? It's just something that I've just come to love, okay? I mean, the tour is cool. Um, like I said before, it's something that anybody can do. So, you know, maybe next year I'll do my opens on a tricycle and just work my way up. <laughs> tricycle, training big wheels. Wheel. You know, no, well, not a big wheel. I'm trying to keep it as bicycle, but, okay. uh, yeah. you know, work my way up that way or something like that. We'll have to get Zach Pashik working on something over at Detroit Bikes. Actually, I wonder if they could sponsor a ride. That would be kind of cool. Like, uh, what would the equivalent well, there be is, of a there 5K? Is, there is uh, something called the Tour Detroit. Okay. Yes, I've heard about that, and but that's more like a slow roll. It's more like a slow, like a slow roll, roll thing. Of, I, I've been know. on that too, and uh, yeah, that's more of a slow roll. They have different uh, lengths you could go. I think one is like fifty miles. There's another like a yeah. hundred miles or something like that. But uh, well, I remember when they used to do something on Belle Isle, where it yeah, was a serious out, endurance race. Where you went and out and worked around, laps. right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was uh, I, that was a, like a one time thing. I haven't I haven't heard much uh, revival of that kind is, of a thing. Is, yeah. is, like, is it a college sport? Cycling? Yeah. Do they have college teams? Um, you know, I've not heard of college teams. I've always heard of, uh, you know, like club teams and yeah. things like that, where you go down to the velodrome here, even in uh, Detroit, right. where there are teams, uh, you know, that uh, guys are on. But I don't think there's a Michigan team or a Michigan State cycling team or it's probably a like club that. sport. You well, know, it just seems that's where a lot of sports it, grow. True, it, you know, in the in the college area, but uh, you know, a lot of the guys coming out, and you know, the young guys in the sport are now like you know between, say, twenty and oh, really, twenty four, maybe. Huh. You know, the those are the young guys who are competing for like the young rider jersey and things like that. In fact, I'll give you another name: Jonas Vingago. 
He's from Denmark. And uh, he was the guy who was wearing the white jersey because, let me just throw this out there, as a leader in the Tour de France, if you're wearing the yellow jersey, and like I said, say you've already won the polka dot yep. and the green, you can only wear one jersey at a time. So the second place guy in those disciplines gets to wear the jersey during the stages. Oh, my God. So like where it's a say, lot to keep track of. Say I'm Tade, say I'm Tade Pagacha, and I have the yellow jersey on during the stage, but I also have the polka dot jersey. The second place guy in the polka dot standings is wearing my polka dot jersey for the stage. Why is it sponsored? The sponsors all oh, want to really see. It. Yeah, they all want to see their jerseys uh, in the races. Money. They all want to see it. So yeah. Uh, so based they, on your hat, I'm assuming you're good in the mountains. You got the polka dots. You know what? I've got a hat for every occasion, my friend. I've got the yellow. I've got uh, I've got this one. I've got I don't have a green one, but I've got one with green on it uh, all over the place, man. You're all ready. over the place. He's ready, ready for every stage. I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. And after and after uh, we were in the start town of Blagnac uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I, uh, after it was all over, we went down the street and had pizza right there outside of uh, on some sidewalk cafe thing. And said, oh, that was fun, wasn't it? Ready to go back home? Yeah. <laughs> Let's, yeah. you know, we drove like you know, two and a half hours, pizza. two and a half hours on uh, French roads with a French GPS that only spoke French. And I was like, honey, if we're off that blue line for any reason, <laughs> you let me know. In fact, on the way back, we got off the blue line, and I had to take another route that had maybe 60 roundabouts. Right. Because oh, that's yeah. all it is in France, yeah. roundabouts. And you're stopping for goats and people on carts, and there's still a lot of people <laughs> on bikes in Europe. So, yeah. you know, you're like, dude, get out of the way. Like, I'm on a bike. Yeah, Who I are mean, you in a car? Get right. Out of the way. I have the right of way. I just wanted Woody to, to tell Mark that it's, it's okay. He can understand it because he understands football. With 22 people at any given time <laughs> and an infinite, an infinite number of variations, right? Yes. Oh, I, I would Seriously. understand how somebody could not, if they just came over here, would not understand American football. Or baseball. You it's, know, it's, you're it's, right. It's, it's amazing somebody, with baseball. My neighbors don't understand baseball. If you dip somebody right in just out of nowhere and said, okay, here's baseball. They'd be like, hmm. Eh, yeah, no, I know. We take it for granted. It looks fairly simple. but you know, Football, it looks like rugby. But uh, well, there's so what do rules. I know? There's oh, just so it, many. It's know. the rules and rules and rules. Well, same thing. I, I, I saw a cricket match in Australia, and as long as you hit the ball, it's in play. So yeah. I see a guy like Shank when I'm like, okay, you know. Foul ball. New batter. No, like, uh -uh. no he's going he's gonna to bat all day. Right. Like, this guy hasn't hit a decent ball all day. I don't know. Guys understand. are rolling him on the grass to him. They're like, oh, he's a spin bowler. He's the best. I was like, he hasn't thrown a strike since I got here. It's been six hours. I've never understood rugby yeah. where you have the uh, the wooden things that are set the up. Cricket, and, yeah, the, and, or the wicket. Cricket. Yeah. And what if you hit that? I mean, what happens? I mean, because I'd be looking yeah. to hit that all the time. Yeah. Uh, no, you're out. If you, if can, you hit you it. You have to bounce the ball. Yeah, you can you can you can you can skip it, you can spin it, you can do all kinds of shit. That's weird, man. Yeah, I should be talking, right? Like, That's weird, man. <laughs> There's a reason that uh, folks play basketball around the world and not American football and, and baseball. Yeah. yeah. Well, a little baseball. Soccer is very easy to Yeah, to right. And Same thing. So when I was at this cricket match, it was raining. And of course, I'm cheap. So I went to the souvenir stand to get a hat. Mm -hmm. And the only thing they had that, that didn't look ridiculous looked like a baseball hat and had like a little flap on the back. And it was the cheapest thing too, so I bought it. Uh-huh. Sounds about right. I tucked yeah. the flap under the back. It was like a like a uh, like a Sherlock Holmes like a type of hat. hat. No, it was oh. it was like it looked like a baseball hat, but it had a little curtain on the back, like uh, in the French Foreign oh, Legion okay. or something. I've seen those. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I yeah. tucked that out. So I, I make it. I, I'm thinking, oh, it kind of looks like a baseball cap. So I put it on, and I'm walking around uh, Melbourne Stadium. I'm like, you know, 
I look pretty good in a baseball hat. You know, it's, it's cheap. I'm keeping my, my, my lid dry. And everybody's looking at me crazy as I walk by. It wasn't till till far too late that I realized this was a child's hat that they put on babies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm walking around basically, you know, six foot one goofy looking guy in hiking American, shoes wearing yeah. a baby's hat. He must be drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I'd been backpacking for a while, so I probably didn't smell so good either. No but wonder it was good, so cheap. Good story. Good story. And, and fairly quick. The guy I stay away from on the, uh, on the hiking trail. Well, I, I will say there were a lot of seats around me whenever <laughs> I sat down. They just, I was like, oh, you know, just welcome. Welcome to Australia. I'm impressed, my man. That week off did you some good. To the point, quick, funny, not too long. I love it. It's because he listened to last I, week. I thought we were going to do notes afterwards. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, well. Daddy approves. I'm putting that in there. There we go. Okay, cool. So, uh, I think well, you did miss the sponsor. That's father to you. you. Oh, yeah. No, I, I said, so Woody, thanks for thanks for coming. We, we should- Don't uh, leave yet. Yeah, yeah be, before you go- um, I, Oh, I, I have to go? No, no, no. You're oh, welcome okay. to stay. Oh, thanks. We, we have a, a new wave tribute uh, to Woody coming up later in the show, but I want you to tell everybody about the cover band that you're threatening to start one of these days. Oh, ho, 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 ho. yes, I did mention that to you, didn't I? We were, okay. we're, at, a, we're at a Smith's United yes, show. Yes, uh, we were at said. a Smith's United show, and I said, you know what, ML? I'm going to start a band called the Blacksmiths. Okay, <laughs> just like that. A bunch of black guys playing Smith's music, and we're all dressed as blacksmiths. And it would be perfect. Oh, it would have be an, perfect. You could have an anvil as the symbol. Oh, it would be fantastic. It would, oh, you know, I mean, ting, ting. Oh, man. I could see it now. I could see it now. Blacksmiths. No I more cowbell. Do you like the Smiths? But we I love need, the Smiths. We need more anvil. We need more anvil. <laughs> I love the Smiths, which is why I love uh, Chris and those guys and Max and those guys in the Smiths United. Uh, whatever incarnation you want to go through, I'm down with them. Huh. So uh, Max and the uh, the King's English are going to be playing at the Cadu Cafe on Monday, the twenty sixth. See for now, a, I, for a campaign the fundraiser. Guys in, we're the doing. guys are in other bands. Yeah. I don't even know that stuff. I, only, Fox. I am only single minded. My focus Laser is Smiths focus. United. That's okay. it. Well, we we may we may we may drag you out for one of the. Uh, although I think one year. Uh, I know you anchor on Sunday, on Saturday. So Saturday, so I have up. to ta- I have to. You have to give me a good heads up, yeah. so that I can put in for the day off. Yeah. Well, I it's think- July 9th next year. Well, you know what? I thought it was. I thought I, it's usually the first weekend in July. Correct. It's the Saturday after Fourth of July weekend, unless Fourth of July runs in the middle of the week and they move the official holiday. It's very. It's very. Did you hear all that, Sean? <laughs> I mean, I'm you know, trying how, not to. How do you? It's, it's very. Decipher all that. I don't. You it's know, very, but I mean, July 9th. I, I used to speak. I, I used to think I spoke Elric, but <laughs> yeah, I'm finding out that it's a whole different dialect. It, it is. Yes, it in, is. In honor Lots of, of uh, rules too. In honor of uh, the Smiths and, and their uplifting music, we will have the Mayo Noir <laughs> for that stage. You are probably the only one to say uplifting music yes. because a lot of people would say, oh, my God. But, uh, you know, look, you like what you like. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you love somebody, what could be better than crashing a bus into an overpass? Or maybe he didn't you know? mean, right, right. Maybe he didn't mean uplifting. It's, it's one way to be together forever. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, Woody's going to stick around. Yeah, um, why not? And uh, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tell you who makes this show possible. Um, uh, bad parenting <laughs> and loneliness, but financially, uh, it's uh, sorry. Financially, it is uh, Royal Brian Ford, who you can find online at royalbrian.com, where you can check out Fast Track, which lets you choose your vehicle and options. But that's not all. You can pick your deal. You can lease, finance, or cash. Get the value of your trade-in. By the way, those values on trade-ins are very high right now. You can apply for financing and schedule delivery of your ride. Um, 
they uh, have just about everything now. The new Bronco, the E-Mustang, of course, F-150. Not sure when they're going to get the F-150 Lightning, but, uh, but we're going to have to try and work out like a test drive because that looks like a – even Joe Biden looked sweet in the F-150 Lightning, and it wasn't just the aviator glasses. So if you're looking to get a good deal on a Ford uh, or on a used car or maybe trade in your car, maybe you just want to get a lease – Check out Royal Brian Ford. They've been at the corner of Nine Mile and Mac for 75 years, one of the top dealerships in the Ford Empire. To learn more, visit Ford O'Brien, uh, RoyalBrian.com or call 888-566-5851. That's 888-566-5851. And be sure to tell them that Woody wants you to ride your bike over there but drive home. I, I got a question. They got them fancy electric cars over there? I think so, yeah. I think so, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no illegal electric bikes. Mustang. No, 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 no. They, <laughs> they follow the rules at, at Roy's place, there for you sure. Go. So uh, so let's see. Uh, where are we now? Uh, okay, here's the part where where we hype how awesome I am, which uh, we, we, got to, show. we got to kind of late because Sean was causing trouble. You're awesome. But, oh, see? <laughs> Woody, you're welcome anytime, man. Um, so uh, last night, Gary Brown was and Sue McCormick, the leaders of Detroit Water and Sewage Department, the Great they're, Lakes Water They're not Authority. as good as you, though. Well, they, you know, they you have are, aspirations. They have and, aspirations. And, and exactly. someday, someday, if they eat their vegetables, they may get there. I have one word uh, again. Hustle, please. Well, I was moving quite quickly it's until somebody interrupted me. You know that was me. It's, uh, <laughs> Sean held up his "I miss you, Grandma" sign there, and I got knocked. <laughs> I got knocked off the the, the stay off the road. Position in the peloton. That's Maybe right. should look off up once road. in a while. That's, That's right. my fault. He was looking for some Gruyere, and I think he said uh, a little uh, a little Dijon. You could just say cheese. Um, I could say that, but um, so, anyways, last night they were out there uh, in East English Village talking about the flooding. And we're still trying to get some straight answers on what caused the flood. It looked like some pumps were down. It looked like there was a power issue that kept some of the pumps from coming on and, and from all the pumps functioning. They're still investigating. But one of the things I was very happy to hear is when the flooding hit my home and the homes of so many other people, we got to work right away coming up with some solutions because we want to try and – not just wait for them to improve the system, which will take years and billions of dollars, and then they'll make us pay for that. But we proposed some things like backflow preventers, sump pumps. And then as, as our research expanded, we started talking about things like bioswales and rain gardens, which is a natural way for the earth to absorb the water that's falling on us more and more frequently. And if the problem is the system is at capacity, this is a way – for the earth itself to keep that water out of the system. So we don't need to increase the capacity of the system, which takes forever and costs a lot of money. We just need to find a way, a safe way to keep the water out of the system. Well, Gary Brown said last night that the mayor has instructed him to try and find ways to pay for backflow preventers and sump pumps for people in the affected area. And after we got in the Q and a, he also said that endorsed essentially without endorsing explicitly our plan to try and find environmentally friendly, cheaper, and more expeditious ways to keep the water out of the system. So, uh, so that was that was. Isn't there a way cool. to stop this before it even gets to the household part? I mean, it rains on other cities, and they don't seem to flood all the time. Well, Dearborn flooded. Uh, you flooded I mean, back in twenty fourteen. Other metropolitan areas. Um, I mean, presumably they have better 
better ways to divert that water. I mean, if you're in Seattle and Portland, I imagine that you're expecting it to rain every damn day. So that's something that's part of your system. Whereas here, we don't expect these downpours. But if we're going to blame things on global warming, that's not going to be fixed anytime soon. So we need to start addressing some of those issues now. And I don't think more digging and more concrete and building bigger retention basins is the best or the most uh, effective way Certainly not the most expeditious way to try and get a handle on this. So, But was there a failure at the pumping stations? Yes, do you there think were failures yeah. at the pumping stations. Some pumps didn't perform. Some pumps didn't come on. Uh, there was a power issue. Uh, we're told that it wasn't uh, a manpower issue, like no one was there to see that things weren't working. So throw a switch. You know, it's never quite that simple some of these pumps need to be primed with water and so if the generators or the 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 motors don't turn on and get water in them then they can't do their thing so then you have to find out where the fault is get that going get some water in the system then the pumps can start working i mean everybody wants to look at this as just something simple like uh, homer simpson forgot to throw a switch at the springfield nuclear power plant i have a question yes sir my question is wasn't uh Maybe once upon a time, didn't they have their own power system to run those things? Yeah. So, so how come all of a sudden now they don't have the power supply to keep running that stuff? Did they take them off of that or, or no? You know, so something so they, changed? Yeah. So there's been so many changes in Detroit. We used to have the public lighting department, which now has basically been taken over by Edison, and they would run the pumps at the, at the water plant. Now the Detroit Water and Sewage Department would used to supply water to the entire southeastern Michigan area, like 4.3 million people. Now they're just a retailer. All of the equipment and all these pumping stations and the machines have been turned over to the Great Lakes Water Authority, which now is responsible. So people who used to bitch at Detroit say, the water rates are too damn high. Well, now you can bitch at the Great Lakes Water Authority because... Detroit doesn't own the water system anymore. We own the pipes in Detroit, and we're responsible for the pipes in Detroit. But for the regional water system, that is now something that we all own through the Great Lakes Water Authority. And one of the problems is these pumping stations and some of these pumps, some of this is like 1920s and 1930s technology, you know, these great big these great big turbines. And, and when you go to some of these facilities, you feel like you're in batman you know like arkham (laughs) asylum where you just see all these dark shadowy you know gothic looking buildings but the technology is a little complicated and unlike more modern things that are probably more digital and more electronic you know you have it's almost like a a rube goldberg device where if the ball doesn't roll (laughs) down the chute then the wheel doesn't spin and then the guillotine doesn't chop off i'll I'll be the i'll be the dumb guy why don't they fix that first uh, well, because the way the system works is unless it fails, nobody's really really thinking about it. But it's you know? failed multiple times now over the past seven, eight years. Well, it, so various parts have failed. So one of the issues is, you know, you had pumping stations that failed on the highways. Well, that's a state issue. Now you see, got- okay, that, so that was 2014, right? Wasn't that a big issue in 2014 when 75, 696 was flooded? And it's 94, because, you yeah, it's because of those pumping stations around there. They seem to have fixed them because it hasn't flooded in those areas since. So why can't oh, that? We, we had highways shut down because of flood. And, and I don't know what the answer is. In Oakland is, so... County? No, no. Uh, parts of 94 closed. It was closed for. What I'm saying, Oakland County flooded bad in 2014, August 11, 2014. Hashtag never forget. Um, 
But we haven't had that. Well, I thought since. that was for the Holocaust, but I guess the flooding what? is pretty bad too. This never forgets stuff. No, that was for September 11th. Is this oh. all some kind of bit? Um, I'm, I'm confused. I, I, my, my point I, being I'm is waiting, there a I'm larger infrastructure, or is this a campaign stop? Why? Is, why does it always? We went happen? from the Tour de France to what exactly? It, it, it went from. I'm confused. Is your soup cold, sir? Do you want to send it back to the, <laughs> the kitchen? I was just waiting. It's, I mean, is this a, a pat on the back segment? Or, well, it started off or that or way, but now something. somebody's telling us to get off their lawn. No, I was just Kids curious. Kids today I with their keep, iPods and their crack cocaine. I can help pat your back, too, if you want help doing that. Uh, you, your hands are a little more calloused from from other unauthorized activities but you know no. what we, so we, anyways we, we came say, up with some solutions that people agree with so we're awesome okay Next. that's great oh. yeah what was that woody i was gonna say we could say that we went from the tour de france to warning people to watch out for their water because it's going to be the next thing that is going to be the most important. I mean, like gas shortages or whatever. You just wait until you can't get any water. Thank you then for that synthesizing. No that problem, pal. Awesome. I'm not used to that. No problem. M- ML, did you flood again last week? We did flood again last week, but it was in just a couple inches. No, no, there was there wasn't enough Shinerbach in that six pack for a flood. There's just and you know those poor people, enough for a buzz. The poor people who have to keep replacing their stuff. I mean, yeah. another water heater, another you know washer dryer, another. I mean, come on. On, man oh, yeah. it's unacceptable so it is so i know a family that uh is and you better do house. something about it if you want my vote I, sure. i've already come up with a, 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 <laughs> right, a right. reasonable solution i was talking about it when sean awoke but um I'm sorry I, I, you know half hour is a long time the things you had mentioned those are those are nice things i don't know how many of them are realistic though you Come on, Mr. All realistic? Mark, you're off the shelf. Come on, Mr. Conservative over there. We Not can't do of... anything. We can't pull together. And... You know, uh, backflow preventers and sump pumps are realistic. They do work. They have to be maintained, of course. You can't just put them in there and forget about them. But, you know, if 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 you can't keep the water in the system, don't don't use my house as an overflow place. You know, when you... When exactly. You, so that's 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 what you do. You try and keep the water out. If it comes in, you push it out. You pump it out hence the sump pumps or you have the black flow preventer in there so that when the system says holy crap we don't know where to put this you have a it sump comes pump, to your right? house don't you have a sump pump no you don't no i'm not in a floodplain. i'm 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 i have a sump pump and i'm I flooded miles in 2014 from the water i mean that didn't help then in 2014 yeah, did, when it, the did pumps it come failed. on my sump pump was running yes where where did the water come from in your house did it come from the drains or did it come through the walls was there seepage no it ba- it backed up it was all storm and sewage it it backed right. up and so, i have a i have a so, toilet in my basement so that was fun watching it come so out of there so do you have a backflow preventer uh, i do now yeah okay but you didn't in 2014 no but i had a sump pump that didn't help at all well i mean it probably pushed it out but there's so much water it just kind of looping back in that's why you need the backflow preventer so the water doesn't come in in the first place Ideally, you're not using a backflow preventer and a sump pump. If a backflow preventer works, my, as the name suggests, it stops the water from flowing back into your house. My overall point, though, is I feel like why should we have to do that when it should just be able to keep pumping anyway? Well, I'm saying that... Like, that, in other words, I have to fix I'm my saying the stuff water authority should pay for this. Vote for a millage, or excuse me, or for taxes, I would say. Or get a can of Flex Seal or something. Oh, One of my favorite Rob Walchek stories of all time was when he put the Flex Seal out Thank there. Thank you, Woody. Yeah. And then he, he they sawed the boat together and they put, yeah. but in true Rob Walchek fashion, <laughs> when they were testing whether the boat would hold water, he put somebody else in it. He did. <laughs> he did. 
That's rough. What a great idea. If this guy drowns, it's going to be a great part of my story. <laughs> Lex Seal doesn't work. Sorry for less gold over that at the pawn shop. perfect wool check. That's so, good. So, Mark, you want, you want the infrastructure dealt with. Yeah. Oh, I have. So, how do we do that though? When we're we're not. That's a long term solution, and it's extremely expensive. It's much cheaper to put these mitigation things in than it is to say, "Well, we'll come up with another seventeen million dollars." Oh, if you think you think it's going to work? Yeah, but uh, a lot of people are tired of little stopgap. It's the same with the electrical grid. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we just get everybody generators? It's the difference between putting soul patch on the freeway and ripping the freeway up and doing it right and letting it drain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, after a while, driving over that freeway with all that soul pass is like listening to Mike. Now, you you thought this segment was going on too long, right? (laughs) Because now you're throwing some stuff. I just want it. Yeah. All right. Well, what's next? No, that's fine. You can equate thirty minutes to thirty seconds. That's uh, that's good in your world and your little mind, big mind, brother. That's cool. So, vast expanse. So, Sean, you want to pave over the freeways and create what, what magic carpet uh, p- bypasses there? No, he wants it fixed correctly. Yeah, oh, that's all. Just like this water problem. And, as, and you, I want you and people that are going to do what you do to convince all of us that it's in our best interest if we help or agree to pay taxes or something that's out, a little bit outside of what we see in our daily life. In other words, on the other side of town even or in the next community. Right. Well, that's the one good. People don't like the Great Lakes Water Authority, but the one good thing about us all being part of the same system is now we are all in the same boat together. It's not just well, Detroit had to do some people hammer on Detroit, mm-hmm. but but that's why. See, to me, I think the thinking on this whole thing is is wrong. This notion of we have to build bigger facilities and bigger pumps and all that other stuff. What we need to do is find a way to absorb this water. And in Detroit, where people bitch about vacant land, and some of the vacant land really is is a blight because it's not maintained, you can turn those into rain gardens, bioswales, where they actually become a beautiful, uh, self-sustaining thing that actually helps us in the immediate term deal with this water. They are designed and built to hold the water and dissipate it naturally, as opposed to we're just going to pump it through a, a plant, through machines, they're going to treat it with chemicals, and they're going to blow it out into the water. If you don't have a bathtub that's big enough to hold the water, then what you do is you don't put too much water in the bathtub, but it's got to go somewhere, so you put it someplace that it can go safely. That's... And we have vacant land. This is something where Detroit, with the vacant land, we look at this as, as, a, as a crisis, but actually it also presents an opportunity. That's great, but I still agree with Mark's point that we need to update or modernize Arkham Asylum. Okay. And it takes money. It and does. if you and if you takes, want to make money, it takes it takes time. Trying to segue, I've flooded trying to twice in three weeks. He's, he's here. trying to segue. No, I know, but but this notion of <laughs> he's going from collectivism to capitalism. We but, need but to do it. Let's be realistic here. Yes, you know it wouldn't have flooded if we had a better pump station That's... and a better basin. Fantastic. You know what it's going to take for us to get that? Billions of dollars and ten years. I don't want to wait ten years. Let's do both. And I like hope your, that we yeah, don't get the exactly. next rain. Let's just do both. Your yeah, idea is you, great. If you do the first one, you don't have to do the second one. Eventually, you will. Okay, let's do it all. Taxes, one hundred percent. Just give me your check right now. All I know is overreaction is not the strategy for oh, a long-term investor. Oh, thank goodness. Neither is burying your head in the sand and hoping it all turns out for the best. So call our buddy Luke Nowacki, Pinnacle Wealth, two four eight six six three forty seven forty eight for rational financial advice. Where are you going to put your money now? Where's it going to be six months from now? Six years. Stocks, bonds, four hundred one ks, five twenty nines, all those things. Nobody Electables. knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Electables. <laughs> NTFs. No. Crypto? AJ Foyt no. whiskey oh. bottles. No, not that. <laughs> Just collectibles. 
Uh, get advice. Get a strategy. Call Luke Nowacki, Pinnacle Well, 248-663-4748. And Luke will always make it about you. And Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names. Products or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. You know, there's another guy who will save you a lot of money. Uh, he's not quite as good looking as Luke. Not that he's, not that he's, you know. Luke idiot. looks very good in his uh, picture Luke? right here. Yeah. Know. Those dimples. Yeah. Not bad, Luke. That's Way a guy to go. you can trust your money to. There you go. You could turn those dimples into a bioswale. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to build a pumping station, why you, you look at, Why are you looking yeah. at me when you channel say the that? Wa- channel the why water you wherever at me you want. when you're saying that? Because you hate the earth. I don't. Have, by the way, I, I you hate the earth. You're just like I want you to tax everything a million percent and build a I'm big saying. piece of concrete. I did think I mean, did. I misspeak. I, I meant to say cold patch, not soul patch. Did I say soul patch? Yeah, you did say soul yeah. patch. Soul patch is what Mike has on his chin. I'm sorry. <laughs> about that. It is right, a, right, right. Soul of Detroit. I was a little patch. confused. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cold, I meant cold patch. Thank you. I knew what you meant. Now, what's a cold yeah. patch? Thank cold you. Patch you should, the, you're here to correct me. Cold patch is the aggregate stuff that the guys dump into the hole and just put it down there. Real quick, okay. and maybe heat it a little bit, and then off they go. And then an That's hour later, pack. I drive over and it shoots up into my wheel well, exactly. or and then, or it shoots out of your wheels and into my windshield and puts a nice crack into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And then a I've week later, you just the thump, the thump, the right. thump, right? Because it's back okay. to where it was. Blah, blah, blah. So Sean is pro cold patch. I like that. that yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, sorry, Mark, you got to correct me with stuff like that. Man. Ah, you're you're rolling, man. <laughs> so um, I'm going to stop you when you're on a roll. <laughs> so damn it. While while Sean was uh, was taking us five minutes back for something that we could have just moved on from uh, David Hall financial continues. Are you, are you such a good theme here, Woody? David, David Hall continues to keep rates low. If you want to refinance, uh, he supports all his shows on the red shovel network and he can support your network, your, your family, your cat, your plants, um, your cold patch rates are currently in the twos. So call pack. today. Uh, you know what? If you give, you know, no. If you give Luke Nowacki five beers, he'll get you six beers. Exactly. He he, he can turn that five into a six. Um, <laughs> I want that other beer. Damn it. Okay. Anyway, so uh, David Hall, he'll sure save you a lot again of money. This week. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking next week off. Um, actually, no. Next week we've got to introduce our uh, our nil. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. If you ever got done with this read. Anyways, uh, David Hall will save you a ton of money. Just call 248-308-5000. That's 248-308-5000. And uh, check our website, and you'll find a link to Hall Financial. He will get you a good deal. You'll save money on the refi, and you'll save money every month afterwards. Enough money to buy a full six-pack. Oh, NMLS1467435. And he'll make it all about your sweethearts. Is that a different read? Did you you say you had sweethearts? <laughs> oh yes, we have sweet tarts. I like a few. Um, and uh, Woody, and, not- uh, and uh, Smarties. Now that um, sweet tarts that nobody likes. I'm, I wanted to get an update from ML because now that the NIL is a thing in college athletics, name, image, likeness, we're yeah. trying to sponsor somebody. This little show is trying to sponsor a collegiate athlete. We have found someone. Uh, who? Who? Who do you have? So we're we're going to do a big unveil next week. She's going to come into the show. She. She. There you go. There's uh, a hint. Okay. Yep. She's a a lovely and talented young athlete. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At uh, Michigan State. Okay. Of course. She is in a sport that probably is not going to uh, volleyball. Draw much. And I. No. 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 My wife said no volleyball players. Okay. Yeah. She said. Uh, 
I can understand. Now, did Continue. Ronnie, did Ronnie play volleyball? No. Ronnie looks like a volleyball. Let's player. not talk about my wife on Ooh, this volleyball. podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, so uh, um, we have uh, identified the athlete that embodies this show. Field ethos. hockey? No, no. Okay. Um, Soccer? Rowing. Rowing. She's okay. A rower. All Why right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. And she's a, a local kid, very smart. Um, very talented uh, in the media, so we are hoping to. You'd be a good coxswain. <laughs> Let's not talk about my wife on this show. Um, sorry, I was talking about rowing. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. sorry. What did Vince Vaughn say? I'm a coxswain. What can I say? Uh, yeah, but guy... you don't understand, Woody, how hard this has been to get him on board with NIL because he does not want college athletes to make any kind of money. No, 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 not any kind of money. Mm, I don't want can't... them to be distracted from. The game and their classes can, to be paid to play video can, games with a bunch of geeks. Can we take a little minute for this? Because I yeah. I agree with you, Emma. Hey, I think, what are you on every I week? Think, I think that the you know introducing you know money and and all of this into college athletics will be the downfall of it. Because let's be honest, when you go to college, you're going there for an education, correct? Okay, yes. now. If you want to say that college is the minor leagues of football or baseball or basketball, you can also say that. But still, I I enjoy the amateur aspect of college sports. I don't want to see, you know, all of a sudden my star quarterback is making, you know, six figures. But I don't uh, find it to be amateur now, anymore. Now, now, do these guys do these guys deserve some of the money that comes in from the school? No doubt. Okay, Absolutely. but there's got to be a way to figure that out without cutting guys' checks. You know what I mean? But, but it's got to be a way to blanket that because I agree with what Chris Weber said back in the day when he couldn't even buy his own jersey or whatever. If we believe that, now he if lied. we believe it, whatever, or a now pizza, he can't or, 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 or a pizza, or whatever. Okay, but there should be, you know, an amount set aside for that. But if I'm a regular student, I can go work anywhere and maximize my ability while I'm a student. That's true. Me, yeah, you know, but but you haven't been given a scholarship and tutoring and nutrition. You don't know that. What if I had? What if I well, was given a scholarship? If if you were given a scholarship, you could probably still do that. I mean, if you were given an academic scholarship or whatever, it's just that the you know the the sports scholarship seems to have restrictions on it. I mean, but doesn't that make you a little bit ill watching all this money that comes in and here you have a coach that makes ten million dollars or nine million dollars and you have all these associate athletic directors. That you know, their main lot of them is to raise money, fundraise. That, that's why. They are that's why profit. I say there's got to be a better way to disperse that. There yeah. has to be a better way now by paying them. Well, again, yeah. you know, it becomes put it this way. Okay, say you're, uh, you know, say you have two kids or you have a kid in college. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, you know he's uh, doing great with a sport or whatever, and he's getting whatever you know paid, but his grades are terrible. Sure. Okay. I mean, do you want? You know, somebody who's rich but dumb as a stump. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, so I, I what don't is know, I don't why the, I don't think those what two are as connected what as it, UNML think they are. What, what does it become then? I That's mean, the question. Are you going Woody. to class? That's the I question. Mean, you know, I think you have to anyway. What's to it stay for? eligible? Maybe, maybe we set it up where you know what it is minor league sports. So there is no class. You just go and you well, you, you have work the G that League, way. and you still have to you know do your school or or if you want to. Yeah. Or whatever. So I could I could deal with that. But this student athlete slash student athlete on the other side, that's where I got the problem. I need it to be either you're, you know, 
you're amateur or you're pro. But you know but most. They, but they are pro. They are pro. Uh, well, the, well, the money the is pro. The way it's marketed is pro. Uh, everything about it, yeah, except them getting paid. Except everything them getting about paid. it. But they are getting handsomely compensated with the scholarships and all the support stuff. It, to say but that not these to their value. are not getting exactly what's their value? What's the what's it's the third value. string long look, snapper's look, look, value? Be, but what Joe comp- Burrow's value? They're being compensated value. with stuff that they don't seem to want. Okay, which yeah. is the education and the other thing. They want the access, the status, they get paid. I'm number one in the draft. But that okay? is a small, but, small percentage of most collegiate athletes. You're talking about revenue sports. These guys who are signing these contracts now, the ones we talked about a couple of weeks ago, they're afterthoughts on these programs, and now they're chasing dollars. To me, you're going you're gonna to take Johnny Manziel, who is a complete dirtbag, and instead of saying we're going we're gonna to change the sport to get rid of the Johnny Manziels, they're changing the sport to say everybody can be a Johnny Manziel. Do that, know, to me, does not improve do you know how much the quality money, of college sports. Do you know sports. how much money Johnny Manziel brought in for Texas, Texas A&M, A&M that he did not get to see? So fine. Then take that money and distribute it among all the students or, or, or set something up, an annuity for these kids so when they graduate. I've already how talked about it. fair to Johnny Manziel? Why can't I spend the money I, the way I How's want it? to spend? If, if Johnny can, Manziel wants to play professional to. football, he can go into the draft. Yeah, no, he can't. No, he He's got to go play three years of college football. That's great. I'll change that rule football. then. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take I'll take the hot shots out of college sports if that's what it's all about. I want to go see people who are playing for my college because they want to be a part of my college. No, you shouldn't have the right to go see any of them. You just want club sports because they're actually so going to be banned. They're from actually going to yes. be now. Who's the dictator? They're going to actually be students. <laughs> they're going to be students. And they'll play a club sport, and you have no fucking business watching them. You know what? Yeah. I don't. Wow, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I would mind the club sport angle because at that point, then I would take everyone who wants to be a pro and put them in and, and a minor like they do in Europe. For football because then it's not about y'all right. and your own entertainment. My quarterback, your rower, whatever. Then it's not about you. It's about them, and that's the whole problem here. It's not about them. It's about our entertainment, and or I want to come back when I'm 50 years old yeah, and watch this 18 year old. Of course, mm-hmm. just There's make a-, a minor leagues. Exactly, just make a minor league for football. Sure, yeah, or, or basketball. Go ahead if that's what you want to do. Go ahead. Or hockey. And well, you're well, going to see. Has it? And you're going to see. Now. It does. Yeah. You know, hockey has it's it now. Both with juniors and different USHL you know levels. Of, you know and, all that and, kind of and stuff. Baseball kind of does too. They kind of have it both ways. I mean, they have the minor leagues, but a lot of lot of athletes choose to play collegiate baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can it can work. I just don't. But I I also know that a lot of kids, and especially black kids these days, go straight for the money. Okay, it's not like they're going to spend six years in the minors or you know that kind of thing. They want to get paid right away, which is why you see a lot in basketball and you see a lot in football. I mean, you don't see a lot of uh, black kids today going into baseball. No, no, it's a it's a crisis. Why is that? Do you think? I think it's because you're not getting paid quick enough. Really, I think so. And there's what, I mean, ten look, levels. You got kids out the there majors. now who play in eleven college games and then go pro. Yeah, in basketball. Sure. When you see that, why should I go? Why should I spend oh, a year oh. and a half at Erie? Well, you to, know, to, or trying to get to Lakeland, or Lakeland trying to get to Erie, trying to get to Toledo. To that point, look how many college basketball players and college football—the the two main revenue sports—don't go pro. So shouldn't they maybe be compensated for those years they are playing in, in college for the money they're bringing into their university? You know what? You can say that. But again, when you start taking somebody's money, it's like, I'm not letting you grab that that pot of gold 
You know what I mean? Stay away from my pot of gold here. I'm going to keep it over here so you well, can't even and, see and it. And that's why there's a fight. Because that's why the, the fight presidents, the athletic right. directors, and all right. the associate athletic directors don't want to give that up. But it right. just, from an outsider looking at it, and you see the money explosion from the mid-80s to now from TV contracts. It's like but you're then, building waterfalls. You also and, get it on the other side. What about the kids who want to be doctors or you know lawyers or whatever and are good football players or basketball players sure you're telling me that they can't study that while they're in school because their basketball or football schedule is such that they can't deal with well, those they're, classes they're limited yeah eh, i don't know if i like that either what being limited on the hours of yeah, well just just not being able to do what you want to do so say you want to be a doctor yeah. okay but you're a great football player mm-hmm. and the team you know really needs you and you're the star quarterback or whatever but you know can you really be a doctor well look at uh, and i know this is anecdotal and so on but aiden hutchinson's dad played at michigan was it chris hutchinson and he's a doctor now i mean it can happen did jake rudock end up going to medical school you know i keep thinking about uh zach zenner from the lions yeah. who was here for yeah, a while yeah, yeah. and had a uh, wanted to be a doctor uh, I don't know. I don't know if he went back to get his degree or, or something like that. Let's call Burkett. <laughs> Who's the chief? Um, Tully Thomas. I mean, he skipped last year to go be a doctor in Canada. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, I mean, the guy from Kansas City. So, so you can do it can if you do want it. to. You can and I just do it. Think, I guess. Yeah, I guess. You I, I just see it. this money pouring in and being spent on things to maintain their nonprofit status of a university. It's I like, think the one thing we can why? all agree on is there's so much money. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a it lot the guys of money are, out there. Okay. Give it, give it to the labor. So rather than solve the problem of money is ruining sports, you want to put more money into it to destroy sports. So I understand that solution. But anyways. Wait, wait what sport I, has been destroyed because of too much money? Uh basketball football i mean this is insane what these coaches are being paid and and these kids help me please they're not even they they come they come to campus for a a season and then they're gone because it's all just about setting themselves up for the draft and most of these guys are not going to make america playing the sport you know it's it's hard ml because on the on the same on the other hand you can't fault a guy for wanting to go out. And oh no, I understand. Do I'm what just he's saying. Do. If, if you can get no, paid, go get paid. But if you want to play I, I college sports, so. go play college sports. I guess so. Well, if you're and so worried if you about play their education, college sports, it can lead you to. Listen, I'm not trying to tell kids how to live their lives. I'm just saying, if you want to be involved in this particular <laughs> entity, there are some rules, and you can either decide you want to follow these rules or not. I think of all the guys who probably played with Matt Ishbia, who was never going to go pro, who are probably now working with Matt Ishbia because they weren't going to go pro either, but they met a guy like Matt Ishbia. When you're on a team, especially a team with 100 guys, you're going to meet people, you're going to make connections. One of the most important parts about going to college are the experiences you have, the people you meet, the connections you make, and what they mean for the rest of your life. And if you're basically just saying, go to college, play on this team, make as much money as you can, and good luck to you, sir. Uh, I can't. I can't see over this. I don't mo- think I, how but I've conceded Mark, all this. We're going to hire a, we're going to sponsor a kid. What the <laughs> hell do you guys want? Mark. Even I, when you win, you're assholes. I can't uh, see over that monitor there. Is there a press release from the NCAA you're reading off of? <laughs> I can see in there. It isn't. Oh, wait a minute. Not no, one. wait a minute. There's something on the other side. <laughs> can you see that now? Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. <laughs> what a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's. Very lively here, gentlemen. Uh, that's very thanks lively to you. here in the, ba- to, in the basement. It's very lively. We're, we're going to have a big reveal next week, so you're going to want to. 
Really? I want to tune in for that. Yes, we're going to introduce our athlete. Oh, oh right, 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 right. I thought you were going to make me take and, my and, shirt and we off. Are, we are going to present, we're going to present oh. our athlete with, uh, with some, uh, some, some swag to help promote our show as we promote her. And I think live on the air, we're going to negotiate the compensation because we haven't figured that out yet. I thought you didn't want to tell anybody what to do. Oh, okay. We're going to negotiate. I'm not telling. I'm going to tell somebody what I think mm. is in their best interest, oh, and they're going to okay. negotiate in their best interest. And then you guys are just going to say, "I'm fixing to give you five Shiner box." <laughs> we're looking <laughs> at. I money. promise you six. It always comes back to the. I'm surprised he hadn't been, you know, doing the French thing because normally, yeah. if, if if that little ding happens to him early in the yeah. show, then you hear it throughout. Je vais te donner six Shiner box. He's only brought the French back. Monsieur Mont Saint. Now twice. <laughs> there you go. You got it in French. All right. Who's the geek of the week? Is it me? <laughs> too easy. And you know who else is too easy? Billionaires who go into space. Way too easy. They oh, yeah, I agree. Purely geeks. So we're going to let them go. They got a lot of money. Too yep. much money. Way too much money. If you think you've got too much money, you're Give either it to A, Nick Saban, or a billionaire who wants to go into space. Or your employees. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, by the way, uh, before he goes into space and figures out how to uh, how to breach the he Earth's went. perimeter. He's been there and back. Yeah, it was, has, yeah. has he figured out how to air condition the warehouses where his workers are slaving away for less than $15 an hour? Now we're talking. So there you go. Now okay. we're talking. But we're moving on. The geek of the week is not these billionaires going into space, but a guy who competed and won an auction. He paid $28 million for the privilege of going into space with Jeff Bezos on Blue Origin. But when they said, uh, you're the winner, Uh, thank you for the $28 million. We are going into space on uh, July 20th. He's like, I kind of got a conflict. What? Yeah, he, he the guy who won the auction did not go into space today because he had a scheduling conflict. What now, was it? What was yeah? I, I what know. was the we, conflict? We don't I mean. know who the guy is. He won't say who he is. He's hiding out. He won't tell us what the conflict is. But he looked at his calendar. He said, "Oh shit! You know what? Um, I'm at my prostate exam." Some people got too much 20. money. Yeah. So, Some people have too much money. It, it, I'm yeah. telling you, is that so. the guy that sent his kid? No, no, no. So when that's another. That's the when this guy place. didn't go. Okay. Another rich dude, uh, his kid, who's like an 18-year-old yes. physics student, yeah. this other rich dude said, my kid will go. I think he was next up. I don't know if he was the second highest bidder or not, but I think he was on the second flight, and they moved him on to the first flight. But anyways, guy who bid $28 million to go into space, but then realized you had something else on that date, and so you couldn't go into space? It better be worth $28 million, the other thing that's, <laughs> yeah, he probably, that's there. He probably I mean, made $29 million today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, dude... An anonymous guy who is smart to keep his name uh, anonymous because we would go clown the hell out of you. You're our geek of the week. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Hey again. There's an all night party in You all right over there? Well, when you have Woody Woodruff on your show to talk about the Tour de France, even though the whole idea with Room 7609, I, I, I know you listening know this. I'm saying this for the benefit of Sean Windsor, is, is to pick a great new wave band and to, to pull something obscure from their catalog that people may not have heard, that might they might appreciate if they heard it, and to, and to play it for them. Or to find a new wave band that somehow didn't get the due that they would do in their day 
and to put them on this, this magnificent platform we have. But we're making an exception because Woody's here to talk about the Tour de France. Oh, So my here's craft work with Tour de France. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sean is back just in time to uh, join our discussion about Kraftwerk, which translates as Power Station, a German <laughs> band formed in Dusseldorf in 1970. So kind of pre-wave as opposed to new wave. But uh, You broke your own rules. By the way, Drew wanted to know, uh, I walked up and he said, how was the show? And I said, oh, we're, we're doing fine. What's great? Woody's here. You're still going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still going. So, right. so that's cool. room seven six and nine. Sean, Sean says we're done. <laughs> I'm just Can passing on questions? word from high why, above. Why is it room seven six oh nine? Because uh, in in Duran Duran's late bar, which yes. is one of the great Duran Duran songs that no uh-huh. one really knows, right? 
there's an all-night party in room 7609. So every week we invite somebody to join us. Room 7, We book a guest in room 7609. Thank you. And this week it was craft work. And Thank I, you very I much. I don't know if I can say anything more. So about it. A month ago it was the talking heads. Huh? Do you yeah, approve was, of that, Woody? That was Sean. Uh, a month ago? The talking heads in general. I got no problem with them. Okay. Interesting. I have a very wide uh, musical palette. Yeah, he, yeah, he, ML had a problem with it. No, we've played the Talking Heads before on this show, but we played a song that Talking Heads did that not everyone has heard because everybody's already heard all the other stuff, which at one time I've was kind them. of cutting edge, but is they've kind of become, I think, vanilla. <laughs> I, I just don't think of the Talking Heads anymore as is this. Well, uh, see, but that's the whole thing. You have to see these bands in their heyday. Yeah. You can't go see the Talking Heads now. It is relative. You, that's right. not really you a must, word must, somebody who's sees the world black and white thinks of yeah. there's no such relativity as a sort of foreign concept you know well, what I mean? sometimes it can be but yeah. with music sometimes it, it has to be the control factor you know like when did you see them right you know yeah if they're the like if you saw craft work in 1972 sold off you'd be like <laughs> who are these geeks with the calculators and now they're about to be inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame or wait for devo if, if you saw well it, exactly if you mm-hmm. saw devo on day one yeah. Like, you what know, the and heck? Then, and then you see them now, you're like, look at these old guys. What the hell? I still <laughs> think their music seems more um, more fresh and edgy than the Talking Heads music. I think the Talking Heads have, they just don't have that. They just, when I listen to them now, I don't think to myself, oh, wow, I've never heard anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And that's a tribute to them that people have kind of moved in their direction, but I, Devo is just always going to be gratuitous. I would agree with that. Mark, Mark Mothersborough was uh, be ahead of his time. Same with, uh, what's his name from Oingo Boingo, Danny Elfman. Oh, Oingo Danny Boingo. Yeah. Mike, Mike was more of a minute work kind of guy. I do have the minute work out, but I also, we've played Oingo Boingo on this uh, yeah, we did. just another day. I, I like Isn't Oingo that Boingo. the Ferris Bueller? Uh, isn't that Oingo Boingo? Oingo Boingo? Wait, at, the end, at the end of Ferris they Bueller? They performed on Back to School. Or, or is that not Back to School? Back to School. Yeah. Danger Field. Yeah. They were the, yes. Was that not? Maybe that's somebody else. I think it was Dead Man's Party, right? That, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. You mentioned both Elfman and Mothersbaugh, who are huge in the world of movies and yes. film and doing They branched out to their own yeah. things. And, by, yeah. I mean, they are the two trendsetters there by a mile. Totally agree. Uh, another underappreciated bit part was uh, Robert Downey Jr. in uh, in Back to School. Yeah. God, that movie's so great. <laughs> he said, yeah. uh, uh, aggressive ground acquisition games when he was referring to yeah, football. To football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't uh, they chasing him? He had a helmet in his hand at that point, I think, in the movie. I think they were trying to crash a party and maybe, um, uh, what was it, William Zabka. <laughs> the, uh, the bad guy from... Uh, from he's uh, always the bad yeah, guy. He's always yeah, the bad yeah, guy. Back then, yeah. yeah. Except on, except it's always on, the feather uh, part. The feather part in the middle that always gives it away in that era, right? The blonde. Oh yeah. If you're blonde <laughs> and you part it down the middle, yeah. although if it's brown and you part it down the middle, you're okay. But if it's blonde and you feather it down the middle, you're you're an asshole. He did redeem himself in How I Met Your Mother, where he uh, made several cameos as the poet William Zabka. Again, uh, I'm not not a fan of How I Met Your Mother. You know who else hates it from Fox? Well, I didn't say hate. Oh. I just okay. really don't watch it. It's Sherry Margolis. Oh. Huh. One time she and I were talking, I thought, Sherry's so cool. And she is really cool. Yeah, tell us about it. And then she said, uh, she said, you know when I knew that I, there wasn't that much good stuff on TV? And I'm like, <laughs> I, know, I, don't, I don't think there's a lot of good stuff on TV. Then she goes, when I saw How I Met Your Mother, it's like, that's one of my favorite shows. I said, uh, Sherry, I think I got to get on the set. So I just yeah. kind of slunk away. But <laughs> Ooh, other than that, Sherry is right on. Yeah. Um, uh. So that's room 7609. Uh, we need to uh, raise a little money to pay our athletes. So we encourage you to <laughs> donate. 
Last month, all of our, our receipts went to Crossroads of Detroit. Uh, between what you donated and my match, we donated $187.20 to Crossroads. You can go to our website to see how to make your own donation if you missed that opportunity. Can I just leave cash here? Uh, we, we, as long as it's not a political contribution. No, it would be like for merchandise or whatever. Yeah, no, we, we, uh, we, uh, we are now selling um, – part of our buy-in is – we now have a promotion where we're selling uh, five beer Altus six packs. So it's part of a special deal with Altus beer, which you can find in full quantities at Meyer and other. Speaking of Altus, it's the only beer he's given me, of course, because he doesn't have to pay for he gets it. it for free. Yeah. Exactly. They're sponsor of the show. So, in fact, I brought some Altus for you. So you know what? More, when you look at that twelve pack, you know what it's going to have in it? What? Twelve beers. What's more expensive? That's how it works. What's more expensive? Five beers. When you, you pay leave for. five beers, you brought a six pack for yourself and only drank one that's not a six pack for me that's leaving your shit in my car let's call it what it is i'm sorry i've been waiting two weeks to say that what's more expensive five beers you buy yourself or 12 beers somebody hands you and you pass on you re you re-gift me beer motherfucker Ah, that's true that's what you're doing i bought those beers i'm not going to complain though I used the money you paid me for last year for this podcast, and I bought those five beers. (laughs) That's all you could buy. Wait a minute. So you used my money to buy me five beers and promised (laughs) all you could afford. Okay. We'll never get out of this show. Okay. You you mean you get paid for this? There's there's a nominal nominal remuneration. A couple of bucks here and there. Yes. uh, Okay. And then you can... can Donate at uh, mlsolardetroit.com. There's a donate button. Or you can go to drewandmikestore.com and buy our hoodies, long sleeve t shirts, beanies, hockey jerseys, all kinds of good stuff. Maskators, keychains, t shirts, stickers, and uh, the unsoaked Kwame Sutras that I still own. Uh, most of them were destroyed in the flood. 2,000 oh, copies yeah. on the curb. Oh, man. It's a good write off. Very, very, very disappointing. Oh. Um, oh. We're going to try and rip through. Uh, through feedback, we have two people who have some really, really um, good stuff to talk about. So we're going to yeah. wait till next week because we're running out of time. Uh, we have some very relevant and timely um, comments. Well, Blake's comment I thought was pretty on point. Phil from Plymouth posts, hi, guys. Just wanted to drop a note to say how much I enjoyed the July 13th show. <laughs> it really had a good flow to it. I can't my, my fin- I can't put my finger on why this show stood above the rest. Great conversation, no bad jokes, no humble brags, even a good song from seven six and nine. I actually didn't have to fast forward past the song for once. Oh, Phil, come on! Love the good work, gents. Hitting them where it hurts. So that's Phil. Uh, apparently, that was the show uh, ML could not uh, be here for. It was just me and Mark. Woody. Oh. Hey, look, man, if he can't make it, call me. Well, I'm going to now. I'll come in and sit with you. Are you suggesting that that's what Phil couldn't put his finger on that I was not available? No. Well, it seemed like that. Anyways, I just want to keep your spirits up. Anyways, uh, my, my former- You're doing great, man. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's, <laughs> so I appreciate your support. I pulled uh, an El Ricky in. I, I brought you a beer. I took one. I thought that's something you would do, and you've been waiting two weeks to get on me about it. Uh, my former friend, Blake, offers this succinct assessment of last, night's, uh, last week's episode. Best podcast <laughs> in a while. <laughs> Thank you, Blake. Thanks, Blake. Thank you, Blake. But, that, but that's not, you know, we need Mike. So um, I'm above it, man. What about the new wave Dave suggests? Well, he suggests we play the smithereens to satisfy Sean's lust for American new wave. And, of course, Mm. we did play the smithereens. And I remember Sean saying, that ain't new wave. That's rock and roll. That doesn't sound like anything Sean would say. I I probably said that. Smithereens, right? Only in memory. I probably said that wasn't blood and roses, right? Uh, 
That's you know, Smithereens too. Yeah, yeah, Blood and Roses. Yeah, yeah. girl okay. like you. Yeah, girl mm-hmm. like you. I didn't right, love right, a girl yeah, like yeah. you, but I did like Blood and Roses. But you know all, who is? If you go back and listen to it now, it's thin. It sounds a little tinny and wow. thin, and you know. I like, it. but and you know who's feeling nostalgic? In for their, it is rock and rolly though. They're dearly departed lead singer. Well, they're from Jersey. They can't get away from right. It. Yeah. But uh, Marshall Crenshaw fills in for their lead singer since he. Oh, died. he does. Yeah. So, Someday, some way. Michigan's old own. Right at Berkeley. Um. Okay. Oh, what's so. the big reveal, by the way? Mark and I taking our shirts off. No, no, that's our that's our uh, our nil sponsor. And then see who jiggles our, our more. Sponsor, our sponsor, uh, <laughs> our sponsored athlete. Please be a gentleman when she's here in studio. <laughs> who jiggles um, more? A oh, couple no. quick notes. Caju uh, Cafe on uh, July 26. You can catch the Kings English, who will be headlining my next campaign fundraiser. We will be doing some uh, political talk, some Q and A. And the King's English will perform at 7 o'clock. You can find out how to participate in that on our website, which is mlsolvedetroit.com. If you're hearing this show today on the 20th of July, I will be at Chandler Park on July 21st. That's Wednesday. Talking politics, listening to folks' suggestions for how we make life better in Detroit together. Who's the headliner? Uh, the people. Okay. The people. And uh, and if you miss all that, we're going to have a big get-out-the-vote rally at uh, the 4-H Park on McClellan, just down the street from the vigilantes. I have an interesting story about my encounter with the vigilantes. But we'll save that for a time when Sean's not here. He'll be like, no, more, more about you and the vigilantes. Mm. Uh, and that will be on July 31st. Um, and we will, be, uh, we will have uh, live music performed by, um, by my good friends. Um, yeah. We'll be telling you more about it. It's called a tease in the TV business. Or did we'll you forget? No, no. Oh, okay. The awards. Uh, congratulations, by <laughs> the way, because you picked up uh, what I thought was a pretty big endorsement from the Detroit News. The so, best editorial page in the city <laughs> saw fit to endorse my candidacy. They the wouldn't... free press backed out in the worst way possible, I thought, in my opinion. You don't have to comment, Sean. They, they, uh, although even... Why? Do I work for the free press? Yes, you do. Even, I just uh, thought it was really weak of them to not not make a decision for ML's district because he worked for them on what three separate tours? Uh, I think it's five. But they made a decision. They made a decision. I was the best candidate, and they didn't have the courage to say it because because uh, if you weren't, they, they would want to be criticized. They would have picked anybody else if they. Felt yes, that, from yeah. the email exchange I had with oh, the really? editorial board, it's clear that they prepared to endorse. On the, but they decided they didn't want to take the heat. So that's, that's weak. Fine. But the Detroit News, no problem. Detroit News, fantastic. I Congratulations. I subscribe to both papers. I encourage everybody to subscribe to debtnews.com. And if you got a few coins left over, you can subscribe to the free press. Just Thank so we, you. So we don't have to support much. Sean Windsor full time. <laughs> that means I'll Thank get two beers. Much. Can you believe this, Woody? If he's living off a podcast. Well, you know what, Sean? I'm thinking you must have an athletic scholarship then. If the, you know, you make your money that way then, right? That's I mean, right. That, that must be it, Mick right? McCabe you know? always did tell me I was on scholarship. <laughs> it's, it's definitely yes um and uh let's see what else we're gonna say um and also actually my first journalism job was with the detroit news i was uh, a paper boy for three years so it's good it's it, good that they didn't they didn't so disqualify full, me based on our long relationship because it was even longer you've come full circle no i don't deliver the paper yet but i may look sure. you know what let's just have everyone do random acts of kindness so that phil comes back 
Okay. Oh God. Oh, yes. Just a few random acts of kindness. I don't want please. him back. Yeah. And let's not let's not let's not mess up what's that guy's name Brand who was bitching about it last time. The Bryson DeChambro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was hitting the big balls and then we're talking about golf people. So, yeah, listeners. Yeah. Uh, if you would Listener. like to find out what's going on with the campaign, you can follow us on social media at ML Four Detroit on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's ML Number Four Detroit. You can go to our website to volunteer or donate. That's mlnumber4detroit.com. Um, I was going to ask what Sean is up to, but I don't care now. So I think we're just <laughs> going to say, Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? 20th Century Fox presents The Soul of Detroit. The story of four guys in imminent danger of podcasting. How you doing, guys? Well, we're a little disturbed by the developments in the Middle East, but... Who refuse to give up immaturity without a fight. Smart move, shorty. Yeah. I'll tell him he either has to get a job or go to college. Hell, I don't want to go to college, Dad. The hell with them. What, are you afraid? The only thing I'm afraid of is wasting the rest of my life with you guys. I thought that was the whole plan. That we were going to waste the rest of our lives together.